1: Download
0: the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more
1: about their program of giving back at hashtag NB gives
0: back. You can also help support the podcast by visiting patreon.com slash behind the racket pod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now.
1: Well, after a month hiatus, I don't even know, when was
0: the last time you were on uh, the podcast that you're a co-host of? Well, if I, I think your life kind of mm-hmm. goes into a trench during the indoor season, yes or no? I mean, that's like everybody that plays those. I feels it yeah. feels like a, in an abyss that if you're not there, you're not a part of it. So that kind of prevented me it's, from. It's not
1: even. It's not even that. Like I totally understand what you're <laughs> saying. It's just like there's no time.
0: No, there's, there's not. There is no time. No, you don't have enough courts. It's indoors. You're you're doing you're grinding. And I mean, we I did that for a day and I was exhausted
1: with you. You <laughs> you go in in the morning and it's the sun is coming up and, or maybe has come up and been up for an hour, maybe, <laughs> as you're getting your Shenandoah Joe's coffee in Charlottesville, Virginia. And then then you walk out and it's been dark for 5 hours. Yeah. And, it, and you're just like, well, I guess
0: it's time to go to Waffle House. And I've listened to some of our other podcasts. We don't always explain stuff. For people that don't know, the yeah. indoor swing mm. are the ones that take place at college venues. So Correct. the first one is Charlottesville, Virginia at UVA. Then we have Knoxville, Tennessee, University of Tennessee. And then we have your beautiful alma mater where yeah. – did you see the sun this year at University did. of Illinois? You Yeah, did. because
1: I, I made a – A decision on Monday morning, first day, I was going to go have coffee with my mom. So, Monday morning, coffee, uh, and skipped the qualifying, final round qualifying, so that I could make sure, see my mom, have good quality time, and
0: that's yeah. sweet and all. I was more referring to the everlasting greyness that is Champlain, oh, no, Illinois. It was nice. It was was nice? it? Yeah. Oh, okay. No snow. You got smell? to understand
1: this global warming thing.
0: No, it did <laughs> snow one day.
1: Okay, um, but the global warming thing. I mean, it's it's man wonderful. Uh, it's wonderful in November.
0: <laughs> Poor. It's just, it's just Elmer the, rest the, of the polar year. bear.
1: <laughs> just just ending our our world in about fifteen years.
0: But that's so. So point. how'd you feel? How'd you feel wrapping up the year there? Another year, interesting one to say the least. Uh, what were your emotions wrapping it up?
1: So, um, uh, listen, I'm I'm going to have to I have to re-edit the Ben Shelton interview that I did mm-hmm. in Champagne um, for reasons I, I can't quite talk about yet. But I have to re-edit it, repost it. Um, I I was quite emotional, frankly. It, it every this this year Noah um and i know you have your you you went through your journey uh quite yeah. a bit but it's um the the older i get the more i've done this um the more i have realized how lucky i am to a be just doing that work work i really enjoy that's I, i'm incredibly lucky to be doing that. Um, but I also continue to be truly um, overwhelmed and appreciative of the relationships that I build um, and have built within this, um, through, through this job. Um, I'm, and I mentioned it why I brought up the Ben Shelton podcast is because I literally was in tears um, because I brought up him having a, a moment with my daughter. Um, with Marnie and just having that in in Tiburon where he just immediately just kind of crouched down and just had that one-on-one moment with her and how much that meant to me Um, you know that I've been able to have some of those spots where people who are incredibly talented yourself included Noah um, who are able to interact with my daughter and and treat her like a, a, a real person and that's kind of a big deal. Um, so I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. And it kind of got to me at the end of last year. It's just been so hard the last couple of years. Um, so to have one year where it almost felt normal, almost? Mm-hmm. Almost, um, yeah. Yeah, kinda, it kind of got to me at the end. Um, and so I was, yeah, it was exhausting. And truly, I, I mean, I spent a week in in Charlottesville uh, with, with Ruan Rolofseh who's mm-hmm. co- coaching Christopher Eubanks. One of the best people in tennis. Great human being. Um, and just just to have those kind of late night conversations um, with Ruan, just about tennis and life. And then the night before uh, the final in Charlottesville, which was Ben Shelton and Chris Eubanks, both of them are over at our Airbnb doing laundry. And just like, I was just kind of like, In the back corner, flying on the wall, just listening to these two guys who are about to do battle in what was really one of the most enjoyable finals I've been a part of in the nine plus ten years or whatever it is that I've done this. They're just completely shooting the shit, talking about tennis, talking about where they see themselves in a couple years, how their games are evolving, what next year is going to hold, what Australia is going to be like, what happens if Ben wins the wild card, the fact that he's never been out of the country Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff stuff like yeah. that. It was Just it human was, stuff. Yeah. And it, it's like mm-hmm. I, I consider myself incredibly lucky um, that you and others have trusted me to be a part of those conversations without it being. I don't know, like, like a media person, um, yeah. so to speak, where I'm supposed to be over there and never talk about things.
0: You've had a I mean, on both tours, if we're, you know, separating them on the Challenger and the ATP tour. Yeah. On the Grand Slams as well, you've had a really diverse year, yeah, and this for sure. and and you deserve to be at the upper echelons of of tennis. But Thank you. but that being said, there is something that because of the access that challengers provide, yeah, there is something besides the fact that it's you know set up your career and the relationships. There's something that comes out of you when you're in these moments on the Challenger Tour. Oh, Does yeah. It doesn't mean that they're at the same level necessarily. There's the same people watching or fans. But there's something that's so real about it, and and there's a reason that it's so emotional on that side oh, of things. For sure. It almost feels more emotional at times than the ATP. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, because so much of the ATP stuff, especially having been, you know, working for the ATP and tennis TV this year, where you kind of, ha- you know, it's it's more formal. Yeah. Um, there is much more of a show that is put on, right. um, not just the tennis. Whereas at the challengers, I mean, you're like.
0: Every, who gave you free reigns? I don't know. <laughs> who trusted you to say, Hey, That's a great question. we think you're going to do the right thing. <laughs> but like,
1: but like at a challenger, like everybody yeah. knows when somebody is broken up with their girlfriend.
0: Right. Right. You know, there was,
1: there was one player who was in, in, in the indoors and like three people told me that he had broken up with his girlfriend and <laughs> before he did. Right. Um, and it's just one of, one of those situations where just like, it is, it's a dysfunctional little family. Um, and I'm, I'm the much, much older brother
0: or, yeah. grand, or grandpa or grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about emotions on this front, though. And, and you know, we in podcast previous, we spoke about, you know, retirement a little bit, what that yeah, yeah. what this year would look like. Yeah. Um, and, and this was obviously, you know, Chris and Ben played a few times. Ben yes. sweet the events. Yeah. Um, what were those emotions looking like for the players at the end of the year? And were those kind of retirement talks looming in those circles in some way? Yeah, there weren't too many, um,
1: I guess, if you, if you will, older players. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the one that stood out to me was Malik Jaziri. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's technically retired, but that he's going to be a part yeah, of the... a long time coming. Yeah, but he's going to be part of the coaching team for uh, Vasek Pospisil next year. Okay. Um, that was the one that kind of stood out. I think most of the bigger names did it around the, the U.S. Open. Um, obviously, yourself and, and Sam Querrey making yeah. that, the pickleball announcements as well. <laughs> but um, I, honestly, Noah, it, it didn't feel like the end of a season too much. Um, so let's, let's go into that because of the fact that right now it is December 8th. It feels mm-hmm. like exhibitions have been happening for the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, on top of it, you had the Davis cup kerfuffles. Um, but it, it really felt like there was like a three day period where everybody was just like, Hey, it's been a great year. I was one of them. I posted a lot of pictures and things. Uh, it's been a great year. Looking forward to 2023. And then all of a sudden, Davis Cup blows up. Yeah. Uh, to a very bad degree for me. Um, yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> and, then, and then, like,
0: everybody's in an exhibition somewhere. It's – okay. So we, we make fun – you know, not make fun. We uh, chat on tennis for being such a difficult schedule. yeah. And I understand when money shoved in your face in a sport that the money is not the same. That it's Take tough it. to say no to. Sure. But where does it end? You know, I saw Alcaraz's schedule. I think he has four, three or four exhibitions before Aussie. I'm like, is there are there breaks for for a right. kid that is injured? We right. don't know if he's fully healed. Right. Is this what you need to be doing? Is money really what you should be going? I think I think you're set up already. You know, you can you can give up one hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. I don't know what that looks like. the, the
1: counter yeah. The counterpoint is though, sure. Noah, and you you know it because you've done it before as well. In December, as you're leading up to your season starting first week of January, you're playing those matches in Florida or California or something like that, right? Or Spain in in this case. Why not do it in front of twenty thousand people for several million dollars? What are we referring to? What matches exactly? Well, you're you're playing some of those practice matches. As practice like, matches, yeah, you're yeah, sure. exactly. But that's my point. Like, if you're doing a practice match against, say, Chris Eubanks in Florida, you know, on a, or in Atlanta somewhere,
0: right? If it's somebody offered when it's you a training if, block, yeah, I, I under, and I completely understand. I will say, I will, I will, as a player, I will testify to the point that an exhibition when there's money on the line, when it's a real tournament format, which they kind of have steered in this direction. Yeah, like the Saudi Arabia thing. Yeah, the Saudi Arabian thing. Yeah, when it gets to that kind of real draw-like situation, it loses a little bit of that exhibition feel. I don't know. Again, I haven't played any of these serious, serious exhibitions where I don't don't even know the dollar amount that they're playing for. But I think there's a loss element there. And then taking the next step and... I know you had your own situation with Davis Cup. I don't care about Davis Cup anymore. <laughs> I, I, mean, know. I know. Does somebody have to say that? Like,
1: No, it's been the said. The
0: scheduling of tennis, The now that the Hopman Cup and these, I don't give a shit about Davis Cup for something that was like a dream for me. Yeah, a, yeah. I was a hitting partner once, and you know, obviously it was always a dream to play it, but... To look at at what people held it in in this high demand of like almost World Cup like feel, yeah, and now it's like another tournament on the block. I'm like, there is no cool feeling, and I and I try I look at Marty's tweets and try to get into it. I'm like, there's there's nothing for me here to get excited about.
1: Yeah, and that's it's funny because uh, you know multiple people that you came up with. Yeah. Um, in, in Francis and Tommy and, and Taylor Fritz, yeah. as, as part of that team. I mean, th- those are, you know, same thing for me, right? Like they've been part of my broadcasting career for several years. So, um, yeah, it's, it it sucks because I, I think it was, it felt like such a bigger deal. Um, and I just, yeah, it just doesn't have the same import that it used to um, for sure. That being said... Um, let's let's get into it a little bit here in terms of what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I I deleted my tweet just because it was Thanksgiving, and uh, all of a sudden I've got literally hundreds of messages. Uh, thanks to Braden Schnur for really blowing that thing out uh, of <laughs> sky <laughs> talking about people's egos. Um, I my my tweet basically just said that with Rajiv, you know, not it, it, the the whole thing with all of the drama of Rajiv not being picked ends up with us losing the doubles point to cost them. Um, and really one of the first years in a long time that they've actually had a chance to win the Davis cup that Noah and I both don't necessarily care about as much, (laughs) but still, Um, but yeah, so, so all of a sudden I'm, I'm hearing from people who are there on site. I, I I obviously I talked to Rajiv as well as a, uh, since I've known him for 20 years, um, and it's just like, it's Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden, it's like, holy hell, what the hell is going So I, I kind of wanted to give my actual feelings here with a little bit so it's not just 140 characters or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Do your thing. Uh, I I think, number one, it is a... Well,
0: explain the situation, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 sure. Explain yes, how you got to I this. I feel like
1: you're hosting now. It's like you've yeah, grown yeah, up yeah, and you're yeah, the I host be- <laughs> Um Yeah, so, so you can take five players uh, to the Davis Cup. Uh, Marty Fish, Davis Cup captain, chose just to take four. Three singles guys in Taylor, Fritz, Tommy Paul, Francis Tiafoe, uh, and Jack Sock is the doubles guy. Um, that left an empty spot, while Rajiv Ram, who at the time was the number one player in the world in doubles, did not get selected. Like, basically did not lose a
0: match. Right, <laughs> The guy was not losing um, tennis
1: matches. Yeah, U.S. US Open uh, winning tour finals. Um, and yes, it's with a non-American partner, sure. Um, but is number one, number one doubles player in the world. I, I, think a couple of things for me that, that as I, my takeaway from it, Noah, um, number one, what an awful precedent to set that if you have gotten to the pinnacle <laughs> of your part of this sport, if you will, if we want to separate doubles, you've reached the pinnacle to not be included as part of the the national team. Holy crap, man. Like it's <sighs> I think it, it t- tennis always uh, kind of suffers from um not having good friendly uh debates. Like f- for some reason the Novak versus Rafa versus Fed thing is, it becomes really I don't know, it, there's a lot of animosity and like actual like really shitty tweets and things like that yeah bad it's not like a friendly you know like (laughs) like if you're talking basketball and you have that friendly debate of lebron versus jordan who's better that's great you have a beer and you're sitting at your with your friends at the
0: bar this is like rogers forehand's better i'm gonna kill your family what right exactly (laughs) so
1: here's here's an interesting debate though uh, of would you rather have jack sock You, you you can definitely make that argument that he is The best doubles player in the world. You can absolutely make that argument that he's the best doubles player in the world, although he doesn't play it as much as he could. Versus the literal best doubles player in the world, number one. That's that's an interesting argument to have, right? Sure. I, I think that's a great argument to have. But instead, it became, well, we can only have one on the team.
0: Right, it was an and, argument and, that should have never taken place. Uh, I didn't right. need to. We had the um, best of all
1: worlds. And I you know and I, I think John Wertheim put it in his um column this past week about it, you know, his his reports say that it came to Jack saying, "I wanted to be I want to be the doubles guy." Um and and the rest of the team building around that. And I I get it. I think you can have that argument about what which is better. And I think that's great. I think I think though to to set that precedent where you're going to say you you may be the best doubles player in the world by ranking, but you're not going to be a part of of our national team is that's a that's a tough path to go down, man. Like that's I I don't I don't know that that I don't know that that's worth it. I don't know that the
0: the so you tweeted out though. Just what that did I you think, tweet out?
1: Yeah. I, th- that's it. That it, like, yeah. you left the number one doubles player in the world at home hurt. Like somebody who's been precedent. part of, just yeah. like you, you know, was a Davis, Jewish, Davis, Junior Davis Cup team. I thought you were going to say Jewish. Yeah. Well, that yeah. too. But, you know, <laughs> Con- Kanye says we're not allowed to talk about those kind of things anymore. Um, Would never. Never. Um, like this is a guy who's been a part of Team USA for twenty years, reaches the pinnacle of his sport and then gets left home and is hurt. Yeah. Like what? What? Are...
0: Yeah, I we don't, don't have to business, go through the players' reactions. You got a lot of messages yeah. and all the fronts and and Tommy you know, think, obviously yeah. posting
1: on on Twitter, which is out of character for him, and Taylor defending you know himself, understandably against you know Braden talking about the egos. It was. It ended up being just a lot. And I don't know that anybody comes out necessarily
0: looking great. No. And also Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) Right. It's Thanksgiving.
0: Like, like obviously, it's not something anybody wants to be dealing with. And it shows how tennis players, we have no life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And if something like that happens, it is at the focus. It doesn't matter what day it is. Um but yeah, I think it just goes down to the precedent, you know. And can we also we didn't speak about this? A, a good person, he's a good person. Raj is a great, you, you person, know. Yes, he's just a great person. So it's like, yeah, there are so many reasons that it should have been a no brainer, and we don't know enough of the reason. We, you know, obviously you compiled all this evidence, but we don't know what it ends ends up being this whole. Oh well we have this and but those people said this and Jack might have said it doesn't matter. All it is is a good guy who's a number one player in the world yep. did not get to play. Two two things that I
1: a few things that I wish would have happened. Okay. I, I wish I wish Marty would have said, come out and just said, We think Jack plus a singles player is better than Jack and Raj. I think that would have you you take some immediate blowback and immediate just like, well that's wrong. But at least you're upfront and out there with it, and I think that probably could have made things a little bit better because you're very upfront about it, and that's and that's again totally fine, as opposed to kind of just saying you know this we think you know this is best for the team etc. Like, be blunt with it. Two, number two. I don't think Raj was asked if he would want to be a part of the team but not play. I don't know if he would have accepted if he had been offered, but I think that's something that could have happened. Um to was um, worse. I, I, I maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Again, but so that's and number three, if you're gonna go Jack plus a singles player route, again, totally understandable because of Jack's incredible talent. They need to play. Yeah. If if that's your choice, Jack needs to go with Francis or Tommy or whomever. At least play one ATP and play, And play yeah. one event. Because yeah. I think oh, when it comes to the tennis side, I think that's what, and it, you know, that's something that you have to have a little bit of chemistry
0: there just to work on it. They lost um, Fognini and... Uh, Bolelli. Bolelli, yeah.
1: I mean, it's a, it's a good team. It's a very good, good team. team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey. that's that's the tennis side that could have that could have happened yeah. and if if Jack goes and plays with Francis in I don't know Stockholm or something like that I I think that's the, when you are upfront about it and you're working towards it and saying here's what we're doing and why and we're going to have them go play one tournament so that we're all on the same page it makes a total amount of sense. But as a result of just kind of It 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 looked the appearance of it looked poorly planned and that's that's I think what ended up just being such a like I said kerfuffle every everybody came out looking bad instead of just being just very upfront and out 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 in front of it
0: got me to follow Davis Cup a little bit (laughs) (laughs) it's unbelievable and I'm just the last statement for this it's I used to shit on football so much. I, yeah. I know people make fun of me being a Vikings fan. And we can go into that another time. Jamie went to Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. It's so easy to get behind seventeen games. Correct. We are beyond oversaturated.
1: Way beyond oversaturated. I right.
0: mean, to the I, so now that I'm more on the fan side and coaching, and we can get into that a little bit as well. I I don't know where to look. I don't know, and like I obviously know wh- how points work and where they go and what happens, but I'm looking forward to Australia because I it's probably the only time of year that's clean for me. Is mm-hmm. that is that no, I totally true? Get it. I think January. There are so many reasons. I love Australian summer. I love all of that, but it's it really is the only time of year because it is on the opposite side of the world that you can't really have another event, and it it feels that it's the only time that ATP and Challenger Tour on both the men and women's side kind of come together a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you I get it. Do you feel that? Yeah. I get
1: it. I And it's also – as I was thinking about these exhibitions that we're talking about,
0: yeah. there's not a lot on the women's side. No. That's well, not – I mean not to go into politics too much, but they're also – there are a lot in Saudi countries, sure, and we've I had you know those conversations before. I'm what Americans. True, true. Yeah, and, and
1: may, I, I don't know. Maybe the, I'm
0: I just. To, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think
1: of. Yeah, you know, is is there a big South American draw on the women's I'm just side? Also, maybe I'm, not, I'm but.
0: finally understanding why it's so difficult to follow. T- I mean, there yeah, yeah, there yeah. is just. There's not a rhyme or reason for it, and, and when you have players bouncing between tours, and the tours don't necessarily always follow each other between Challenger and ATP and Slams, it's it's really difficult. It really is. It's um, we we probably are,
1: we we've kind of had this this talk over the last couple of years where opportunity needed to happen. Yeah. Right. Of like, let's let us get as the many geographic opportunities. locations uh... yeah, for for players to get points, to get tournaments that that was a necessity. You also have and um, and this has been a huge thing for the US over the last couple of years. And, you know, the, when Oracle was involved as well, more tournaments in your country, it means more points for your players. Right. That's a that's that's important um yeah and and i think it shows by how many u.s players are in the top 100 now especially on the men's side now that that's kind of caught up to where the women have been for many many years right. um, but we're also probably to that point as you said oversaturated and need to streamline a little bit um the, the problem with that Noah, as you know it's not that simple you no. have um especially at the higher levels the atp the wta levels you've got a lot of people with a lot of money invested. And if you shorten the calendar, for example, if you say we're going to go September to January to September, that means there's probably about 10 tournaments that are going to get cut. Yeah. Right? And we're 10 to 15? We're, who, who's who's going to be on the short end of that stick? And how do you deal with that? No, because nah, then money's true. not coming in. Uh, that Does that affect your, your TV contracts potentially in, in terms of where some extra money comes from? I mean, there's a there's a lot there's a that goes lot. into that because yeah. then on top of it, less money for players, and that's already a big issue.
0: I, right, I, I mean, you have two sides of it. You have the Challenger Future Tour, which is full quantity over quality. Is the idea that these tournaments can't afford necessarily yeah. to to give more money, so you can't combine those events. I understand that, but you take the ATP and to have you know the diff- we talk about the difficulty is just too – uh, international of a sport. That's really what it comes yeah, down yeah. to in the end. But you have a tournament in Tashkent, and then you have a tournament in the U.S. going on the same as a South American tournament. And those are ATP events. Those are the ones that are the struggle. You're talking about top of the sport. Can't follow. Can't follow that. And that, and that is something... <laughs> So maybe there shouldn't be ATP 250s. Maybe we only have five. I don't know what it is. I don't know the answer off the top of my head right now. But all I know is at the ATP level specifically should be where they experiment with streamlining. I think the money is there that they say, hey, you know, we're going to combine events. There's only going to be this. It's going to be double the prize money but less events. What does that look like for you guys? How can we do that? Can we – at that point you're talking about tv rights for yeah 10 events instead of 20 that actually might be a negotiating tool you know i think having that you know that quantity is actually hurting us in the end in a lot of ways but at the same point i understand the schedule shortens and and it, there is no great answer i just know from a fan side of it now it's
1: it's not fun it really isn't yeah and and i also I have serious questions about the, um, it, it, the physical toll, again, that it takes mm. on players when you are having literally two weeks, three weeks off total before you're into exhibitions. And then, you know, two weeks after that is your start in Australia somewhere. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's hard. You're right. It is a, in markets like the U.S., it's it's one thing in your top tennis markets okay right. where where you're able to follow a little bit more because of the incredible passion but when you're in your growing markets let's 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 put the us in with say some countries in asia where it's kind of an expanding market you need to kind of find a way to make it more fan friendly format wise so that you're able to follow let me let me just put it in a context that from my vantage point i i most people here in tulsa who i've interacted with like when I try to explain what what I do, they just like, oh, or do you do you broadcast at the Grand Slams? Yeah. Like, yeah, I do. I do two a year, and then I also do a couple of Masters Series. Okay, what's a Masters Series? Then I have to explain that. <laughs> it's just like, right? We have a lot of. It's not, It's not an easy access kind of a thing.
0: Streamline um, is a good word for it. It's just yeah. not. It's just not, and it's not an easy sport, but, you know, we've talked about it. There's so many reasons why it's so difficult to streamline a sport like this. Yes. Especially but I because think you've it's gone risk. so
1: far down the road. Right. Yeah, and yeah,
0: yeah. we've doubled down and tripled down. I think this year we even further doubled down, and I think we're going to see history repeating itself. I'm curious to see how tournaments react next year, what challengers we have yes. on the schedule and don't have on the schedule. Yeah. Um, also, I found out how little people talk about Challenger Tour. You know, it's yeah. you know, it, it takes a Shelton to win three in a row yeah. for conversation to be started. Um, I, and I'm, it's a graduation for him, you know, rather than a success story. Which is, I was like, "Fuck!" Do you know how tough it is to win three challengers in a row? If you play my grandmother. For those, you know, eighteen matches or whatever. Let's, we should also talk about, and I know you probably haven't followed, but
1: Cash and Patton, the doubles yeah, team, yeah, ten, ten titles since June. Holy shit! Yeah, like, do you know how hard that is with match tie breaks? Yeah, to win ten
0: tournaments, a flip in, of a coin. You're in you're in beating probability. You're beating probability numbers. Oh my god! With, with yeah. the ten point tiebreaker, uh, you are beating probability numbers. Yeah, with
1: with deciding points. The
0: last out. one they won was ten eight in the yeah. tiebreaker, like, Too and good. that's like a normal win for them, you know. Yes, and, so. and they win
1: ten tournaments since June. And let me let me point out, they went from about seven hundred each to seventy in right. one year, phenomenal. But also ten challenger titles, and you're at seventy. <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a grind, but also and that's, let's not uh, talk about their prize money, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I yeah. will say though to your point, I think. I think the ATP is doing a really good job of the increased visibility for challengers next year. The fact that you're going to have some 175s, which are going to get guys who are 30, 40, 50 in the world playing some of those events. I think that will raise the level of interest in some challengers. And I think, frankly, I I think that's the best way to get more people's eyes on it so that you know that... You can go to ATP Challenger TV and watch some of these events all the time. I think you have to start somewhere, and I think that's a really good start to start saying, we're going to have some top 40, top 50 guys playing Challengers. It's not just, quote-unquote,
0: the minor leagues. I think it's good. I think the last thing I'll say on this topic, and it's one that we talk about all the time, but nobody cares about anything else besides Grand Slams. And the ATP is not Grand Slams. The WTA is not Grand Slams. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's like the end-all be-all for the conversation for the most part is they have no control on the only thing that makes up our sport. Without them, yeah, Monte Carlo is great. That's not pulling our sport together in a fashion that slams do. And I forgot, the polls were going around like your favorite match of the year. It wasn't even a question... Yes, the match was amazing, but it wasn't even a question that it has to be a Grand Slam match. You're not taking an ATP 500 match and calling that the match of the year. That's just not happening. So I don't know the answer to that. That's never going away. Nobody's giving up their rights to that. I'm just saying until we build a sport, I understand the rankings are built around slams, but until we build a sport around the Grand Slams fully, I I don't know if we're getting anywhere because everything just seems... I don't know it's just it's yeah. just not enough so we'll see um, it's also interesting Matthew
1: Willis on Twitter everybody knows who he is Who's involved <laughs> in tennis Twitter making the a very good point that pickleball has kind of an opportunity to be different because yeah. of the fact that it's starting from scratch in many ways right so I, I think that's a that's we're not going to go into pickleball because yeah I know that's yeah it's an interesting question and all that but um, it's but I, fact, I will the, say yeah the fact that they can start from scratch do things you know and build from nothing to
0: something is a i think that's a big deal it is i will say being a little bit in the sport now uh i see people taking the wrong pathway a lot of the times already i see them following the line of tennis a little bit and i'm like no no no, no. I know it's enticing to kind of be where tennis is at because of where pickleball is at now. Yeah, you're not getting there because you're not tennis. So take the things that tennis loses out on yeah. and create it from there. Make it that festival feel. Make it exciting. Make it fun. Don't take yourself that seriously, but don't go in this pathway because it's going to die out. I mean, it's going to be an interesting year. You know, we got obviously yeah, yeah. everybody got hyped up and you know all these these uh, celebrities involved and high end money. I don't know if people are playing the part correctly, so it's, it's going to be strange to see if uh, if it falls quicker than people expected or they make a the, few of the correct choices and, and, and take it. Stefano um
1: mm. went down an interesting path uh, about
0: gender equality. Um, a, a... He's been getting torn apart, this guy. I don't know yeah. why. He's... It's like my like my grandfather cruising for a bruise. I was like a few of like these old. I was like, don't you know what you're like? What are you doing? Just stop tweeting.
1: Um, yeah, the the fact that first he for for years he's been uh, plagiarizing <laughs> um, other other thoughts um, is is one thing, but then yeah, getting into um, a, a debate about whether. It's an interesting uh, philosophical question, Noah, about you know, I, be- I believe that all people should be equal, but I, I, all of these new uh, people complaining uh, all, all the what, what, feminists, all the feminists mm-hmm. are just wrong. Yeah, essentially. Um, and it, I, I found myself thinking, okay, let's let's kind of change this debate and say, you know, I think all in here in the States, all white people and black people should be equal. But I really hate those Black Lives Matter people. <laughs> like, st- sh-
0: shut up and be quiet. Uh, you know, it's just like, well... I-, <laughs> I just, yeah, it was one of those things I found myself just asking why he started it. I was yeah, I was yeah. so less concerned why about the up? conversation because... And then I forgot who it was. it was. I think it was somebody that worked at Tennis Channel, like... Catherine Whitaker is who yes. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like I, I guess it was it was low hanging fruit for her and wanted to chime in quickly. Um, I just didn't know what he was going to get out of. Okay, it. you know what?
1: You can you can was you are bored? <laughs> t- you are totally okay to just say I believe all genders, races should be equal. That's great. Don't put people down. <laughs> Your point yeah. of doing that?
0: What's yeah. what are you thinking? Um, yeah, but I mean, he treats it like Facebook back in 2002, right. <laughs> like, like he had a, I he had a, an emotion and he wants to put it out there and how he's feeling and that's okay and fine. But yeah, don't put people down in it. And also have you not seen the world now? I know. Don't speak about a topic that you're not a part of.
1: It's. You, you know listen have, yeah
0: I in terms of out. the political
1: side right right now right obviously um, the rise of extremism uh, throughout the world uh, is just listening this morning about a plot in Germany uh, that mm. got you know to overtake that government uh, not by the Third Reich folks of the followers of the Third Reich but actually the Second Reich okay
0: um,
1: so so that's a little different well because um, two wrongs um, you've got the the, the mainstreamism of. These I- incredibly extreme views. Uh, obviously, Kanye. That is I- I heartbreaking. I think for a lot of people, um, right right now, to to see that and and also so painfully destructive for members of the Jewish faith. Um, it, it really difficult. You've got Sitsipas kind of going down this road that is definitely misogynistic. Slippery slope. Um, you know, obviously, Nickyrius. You know, mentioning in one of his Instagram uh, "Ask Me things that he low key loves the the Tate brothers, who are absolutely horrific people um, in terms <laughs> of their treatment of women. I think that's that's a real concern for me moving forward. Is that there is again some misogyny within our sport on, on the men's side? I think. You know, we Let's have, not talk about
0: the lawsuits that are also going around the tennis world. <laughs> like yes. we're just this is the icing on the cake of the foundation of shit that. Yeah, I mean, misogyny. You were talking abuse and, and assault has yes. been played on the on the men's side. I mean, we had three cases so far. I don't even know what's going on the Zverev situation. Does anybody? Still quiet. Yeah, still, still really quiet. quiet. It, I mean, yeah. there's not going to be a criminal case. ATP was just. Yeah, I was so excited for a blowover of this, which it's since Zverev has been fairly quiet on the tennis side. I guess is allowed it to be a blowover, and I'm sure they're so happy about that.
1: Yeah, the the ankle injury, yeah, in, in that regard, probably did did help. Um, I wonder if it was
0: a true. <laughs> He's like, let me just roll this over for a well, second. Well, it did it did blow out pretty good. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying no no, believe me. The image I was like, that fucking hurt. But I was yeah, like, I, I couldn't why couldn't watch. Oh, no, 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 no. But I I'm just saying he's like, oh, God. You know, if I just go out, I'm not a great slider. Let me just bite this one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know. Because honestly, nobody's spoken about this. I haven't heard a thing about this in months. Yeah.
1: It's and it's this pretty, is a
0: guy that was at the top of our sport. You know, it's, it's pretty
1: much Ben Rothenberg, and that's about it. Yeah. Um. And Ben gets a lot of shit. Um. Some some of it he I you know yeah, I think yeah. he, he kind I mean, of knows the what he's side doing of yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah on this, this one this was a well done piece that he put a lot of time and effort yes. in. Um, and he, he's done a very good job of
1: continuing to push you know, for some clarification on this, this case. And it is somebody has to, and I, I give him a lot of credit for that. Now yeah. um, let's, let's kind of wrap up with a couple of short things. Uh, I want to make sure I say, I think it's very, very good that Novak is playing in Australia. I think that is important. Um, I think despite the fact that I disagree with him on a lot of things, I, I have come over the last year to respect him more. Um, Frankly, Um, not not the tennis side. Like, again, I strongly disagree with the the vaccination stuff and um, some of the martyrdom that he kind of can get into at times. I think I have respect for his belief of wanting to make the sport equal for everyone and uh, working on that side dramatically. I might not always agree with him, but I, I, I have just come to. A better understanding personally of the fact that i think he's doing everything he can to make the sport better and i respect that even if i don't agree with how he does it all the time um and i think i think him being involved and being at all of the grand slams is really important right now especially with roger now gone on the men's side
0: yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting i'm i mean Djokovic looks like he's 20 fed is I know. yeah fed is gone nadal i mean. Has one finger left, but he's going to play on it if he has to. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not crazy to think Djokovic can't put. You know, I mean, if you, if you told me he won the, to, yeah, he sweat. Yeah, I mean, his opportunity to play what? I mean, sixteen to twenty more Grand Slams, maybe, yeah, maybe. Right. You don't think he could five, six, eight more of those? Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't could, know. You could tell me
1: he wins three Grand Slams next year. I would say, yep. Oh, last thing we'll say
0: on this and um, last topic is I had an argument with somebody and, and they said, you know, it was actually a, a, a previous coach of it, a top 10 player and saying that, you know, very excited about the next gen now. It seems some of them are coming mm-hmm. to their own, like Felix, yeah. Auger, and um, obviously Alcarez is there. We don't know where Med but there's potential. I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to prove it to me on the slam level first. We talked about, and this brought up, and we didn't speak about this. This will go into another topic: the Adderall oh, God. situation. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> even with potential Adderall, I don't think the attention span, I don't think the focus, I don't think the day in day out, the consistency, I don't think is there for the next gen yet.
1: So I've been reading uh, Christopher Clary's book. Uh, is I think it's called The Master. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. his Roger Federer book that it's mm-hmm. it's a really good piece. Um and I'm about halfway through it. I read it while my daughter and I are we're both reading in in bed as she's getting ready for bed. Uh so I I have about 15 to 20 minutes per day of reading. Um but just realizing and and again thinking back to more so Roger and um Novak, not necessarily Rafa who is a different beast, right? But Yeah. how it, it took them time Right. To to get to their full I don't know, evolution, if you will. Sure. Um and I like I think Felix is primed and ready for that big breakout. I think Sinner is about a year away still. Like I think I still think Sinner is a multiple Grand Slam winner. Um oh. but I think it was just this reminder of it takes everybody some time. You know, not everybody can be Rafa. Not everybody can be Carlos Alcaraz or even, even Iga Swiatek, who just yeah. all of a sudden just just like, holy hell, um, she's the best in the sport. It, for some people, and Christopher Clary did a really good job of talking about how when you have a variety of weapons, sometimes it takes time to learn how to use them in different stages of matches, different stages of the year, it really takes you a few years to get to that point where you're at your full powers, and I, I'm I'm still a very much a buyer on on Felix and and Sinner specifically.
0: Um, Mine's as, generational. Mine's okay. more the idea that sure, but Fed and Djokovic started at let's say a zero, while this generation starting at a minus three. Mm, I think okay. that's my worry. So I don't. I and off the top of my head, I don't know how many are left because we had a lot of retirements. I don't know how many are left, but like. I'm still taking like a Chilich, in a tight five-set match mm. against some of these guys right now. Interesting. Of course, when – yeah, when, when those guys are done and it's just this generation and then Gen Zers and, and whatever the next generation is after that, yeah, sure, because uh, we're all playing the same playing field. But I'm specifically talking uh, a Goffin, a Cilic, Monfils, I don't I don't know. I'm just naming a few guys in that sure. generation. I'm still taking them – because of how this generation grew up, I think there's a lack of attention span and consistency across all boards and all walks of life that has affected in this world mm, of tennis. That's interesting. And that consistency over best of five, seven matches, I think, is a very difficult thing to do, and is a reason why Medvedev can't do it. Is the reason why some of these guys that Medvedev has, has done it, has done what?
1: He's won a Grand Slam. Yeah,
0: he he's done it once. For a guy that was one in the world, that we have we have not seen on the men's side take a one in the world, yes. He is one of the three that has done it. Or, I mean, to your counting team, I don't know. I mean, what generation is he yeah. necessarily a part of? Um, sure, he's one of them. And even at that top level, the consistency is not even in the same hemisphere as – the generation above us interesting but we'll save that for another day yeah that's
1: a (laughs) adderall is a top we have adderall
0: we have me possibly sneaking on the coaching side of things for next week um
1: yeah well
0: we'll go into it next week
1: okay that's fair i mean we But also
0: yeah i want to you lied about something i did and i don't know now going back to it i'm not sure if you lied about it (laughs) (laughs) but. <laughs> <laughs> you're a racist well i mean i'm not sure if what? you're a racist <laughs> you were the mohawk was supposed to come back i thought uh-huh. it was the end of this year yeah, i'm not i haven't lied is it coming yeah. or it's here no it's not here yet okay I mean, so listen, it, you it are it takes time
1: this the, the it's i'm not bald even though right, you're you're, you see, you're not but it's thinning on the top the It the thins on that the that top is. noah The only thing that is this the side stuff, comes in still full strength. I Thought that was a good joke. I don't. So I feel. I feel. Oh, you're. (laughs) I got it. Don't worry, I got it. I feel like. I feel like I'm starting to become Bozo the Clown. Like you're going outward on the hair. No, I'm just saying that that part grows naturally at a rate of two to three to one of what's on top. So it's interesting.
0: It takes. I time. think you should play up that though. If that's if that's so your strength, so I should strength. go full bozo the clown. See, we talk about how it takes some time for for players to understand their strengths, uh-huh. and I think you have to start realizing where you are in your career. Do I have strength? <laughs> it's 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 right, debatable. It's there. <laughs> it's there.
1: I, I will say, uh, uh, I'm showing you my ankle brace. Uh, oh God, we we promised. We promised. As I'm thinking about ankle brace, uh, uh, th- th- trust me in my brain. I went to a place that involved you telling your poop story.
0: Now, perfect. That's a perfect story to start off next week. Perfect story. Let's start it off next week. It's a poop story. It's coming. Like poop. Next the, week.
1: The reason the reason I I bring it up is because uh, I rolled my ankle really badly in Knoxville. Which mean okay. and and at the same time also in Knoxville I had a, a poop incident. Uh, Interesting. Where unfortunately I can't I actually can't talk about it because I might be legally uh, in trouble if I did. <laughs> uh, yours is totally much more understandable. So the poop story will start next week's podcast.
0: Yeah. Is yeah. what you're saying. We'll start with the poop story. Okay. That's See fun. you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, Michael. Uh. Yeah Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at Mike C Tennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't
1: forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you behind the racket.